0: Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we have my co-host here today.
1: On this warm, sunny day. Yes, and that is Beth Pelletieri. Welcome, Beth. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and with our fabulous guest today.
0: Absolutely. So, um, Beth, why don't you introduce our our guest for today and, and tell
1: us what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so this is, um, we have with us tonight... Jess Kern, um, and she is a neuromuscular massage therapist. Um, Welcome, Jess. Thank
2: you so much, Beth and Caroline. It's great to be here.
1: So my first question is probably the most obvious one, which is what is a neuromuscular massage therapist and how might it be different than uh, a regular uh, massage therapist?
2: This is such a great jumping off question. I'm so glad to answer it. So neuromuscular therapy relative to massage therapy is they're very harmonious. Uh often I do a lot of massage-based techniques in my practice. Neuromuscular therapy addresses directly what are known as trigger points. Is that is are trigger points something you've either of you have heard of before?
1: I have, yeah. Yeah, I have too, and I'm sort of. It sort of begs the question: How does this fit in with maybe with other ideas we have with of trigger points, like um, EFT yeah. or acupuncture, or yeah, those kinds of places, modalities where we've heard it more commonly.
2: Yeah, so trigger points, as we know them in neuromuscular therapy, is that they're taut nodules of tissue. Uh, And if you were to see me on film, I'm making gestures with my hands, which is really funny, even though we're only on audio. Uh, And it quite literally will feel like something like a, a, a lot of people when I'm working on them, they're like, when you feel a trigger point in my muscles, what do you feel? And I'll often say, if you were to look at text on a screen and you see regular text and then something in bold... Oh, it's I've... like, I feel that in the tissue and that's what the trigger point is, is it's a, it's an area in bold where something is taut and is tighter than usual. And it can interrupt function of the whole muscle and neuromuscular therapy is the direct application of pressure to the trigger point over a sustained period of time to free that area up. So different from massage, it's a little more specific about how to undo Uh, a pattern in the body that may be problematic so the shorthand of that is I'll often reference myself as a muscle detective Mm. different from uh, uh, massage techniques that are more fluid they're more flowing Uh, there's more to say but I can start there
1: yeah so what I'm imagining and tell me where I'm wrong is sort of um, when you're getting a regular massage a traditional massage the massage therapist might find the areas in bold and sort of work on them a little bit, and then move on. And sort of your focus is flipped, which is that you're looking for the area areas in bold first. Is that?
2: I love that. True. No one has ever explained it that way, and I'm going to keep that in my <laughs> in my my banks to share because it's it, the, truly yes. Uh, the the time that a massage therapist usually has. Is to cover the whole body in about an hour and like you said it's exactly i'll do it i'll do it the other way and sometimes if somebody's coming in they're usually coming in for example if they came in for uh, one client i saw had a failed carpal tunnel surgery so she had a surgery and it didn't work so she still had the pain and i spent an hour working on the tissues around the scar and around the carpal tunnel but better than that we found the true issue was coming from her pectoral muscles and her neck that were influencing the pain in her wrist. So the pain wasn't actually from the wrist. So freeing up the neck and pectoral muscles was what solved the problem. So hence the detective work. But I did spend a full hour on that area for her.
1: Oh, and wow. And she got better.
2: So that was pretty great.
1: That is interesting. That's so waiting interesting. i getting to
2: talk to the surgeon about that, but <laughs> we haven't heard from them yet.
1: That's so interesting. It does feel like you're then sort of working up the system into sort of the root cause um, as you yeah, go. Yeah, when
2: I when I have a chance to teach my students at Green Mountain Massage School, I've been a visiting instructor there for eight years and counting. Uh, I will reference the pun. I'll say we go where the pain is not spelled K N O T as a as a joke because people talk about knots in the muscle, uh, but truly also for neuromuscular therapy. We address the, peop- uh, the the pain that people come in with. Certainly, if you have shoulder pain, we'll work on your shoulders. But also, we're going to look for what's driving the pain, which may not be where you feel it.
1: Interesting. So, what brought you sort of to this special field within massage work? Sort of, how did you? Why did? What sort of detective work were you doing on sort of internally to sort of find your way here?
2: Oh my gosh! Wow. Well, if we have another hour, (laughs) I'll tell you the extended story and I'll say the two sources I think that got me there were in my own body. I'm what's called hypermobile, which means I'm too flexible. Most people are like, oh, that sounds really great. And I'll say with great flexibility comes great responsibility. For those of you who are hypermobile, you know what I'm talking about. Are either of you hypermobile, by the way?
0: No, but I I have met some folks along over the years that are hypermobile, and it's like strength is so important for them, and like making sure that they don't. Yeah, they're it's like body awareness is extra extra important.
2: Totally, yeah. So for the colloquial term, like a lot of people reference it as double jointed, and and truly it it does. It takes a whole. It's it's like we have to re. Uh, those of us that are we have to reverse engineer our strength. So I had to like figure out a lot of stuff. And it turned out that discovering sort of off the beaten path information and and me being sort of searching for my own solutions to strange problems that a lot of people didn't have led me down the path of looking for the more, um, call it uh, quantifiable work uh, that was more technically based. And I've always been a science enthusiast I was like the person with my nose to the glass at the science center as a kid, and um, I think I've always been wired that way.
1: Very cool, and sort of that brings me to the um, one, so one of the most intriguing things I thought was when I was looking at your website was this story about your horse growing up, um, and how your yeah. horse was struggling with pain, and you sort of, I don't, detected, you detected, you detected. I can't say the word. Yeah, I
0: think that sounds right. Yeah. You've, you've found Figured it, it
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> Uncovered. Uncovered. Can you tell us that story and sort of how you see that as part of your path?
2: Yeah, and I think detected is the perfect word. I'm so glad you used it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was such a special experience because as a 14-year-old um, working with my horse, what happened, th- th- to give all of the listeners a little background, um, my horse had some pain, The long story short, I asked the woman on the horse farm who had the happiest horse on the horse farm, hey, and, and she happened to be an equine massage therapist herself. I said, hey, do you think that that would help my horse? And she said, absolutely. She did the best thing she could have done. I'm still trying to get her to answer me on Facebook to say thank you for my profession.
0: Aww. Because
2: Ann Zipkis, if you're listening, <laughs> She gave me the book to read instead of doing the massage on my horse. She said, Here's the book, you do it. And as a 14 year old, empowered with that information, I read the book cover to cover. And in 15 minutes of doing what they said in the book, I could have, I, 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 my horse was healed. It was this profound moment. And I said, Wow, imagine if I actually knew what I was doing. Um, Would you remember I, what, I was, what
0: book that was? Do you remember the title? Yes.
2: Yes! It was called, and still is called, Getting in Tea touch with two Ts, and it's by a woman, Linda Tellington-Jones, J-O-A-N-E-S, and she does massage for equines, but also all animals, Um, and little did I know, she was actually linked up with one of my personal heroes, Olympic dressage competitor, um, uh, Klaus Falconel. I was watching a video, and they were collaborating, and I was like,
1: Mind blown.
2: <laughs> Mind blown. Exactly. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And so to your, to your original question about the horse story, um, it, my whole world opened up in, a, in an instant. And I said, wow, this is, this, is, this is important. And it was the most profound thing prior to college that brought me through to say, you know, I want to do this. And so six months before graduating college, I started looking for massage schools. And I said, this is, I want to work on horses, but people also, because wow, I bet they need some help too.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. It w- I mean, I also just how you highlighted the moment where she gave you the book, right? It was not just two that she gave it to you, but obviously by giving it to you and sort of this trust that you could figure it out and make it work and sort of answer your own um, questions as they came up. Um,
2: yes, we're talking about it. I'm realizing I'm like, it's off. It's it's like I'm referencing it like giving a person a fish versus teaching yeah. a person to fish. And it is it's 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 the profound difference. And and if things had gone any other way, I might have missed my professional boat.
1: Yeah. And that you had these sort of two pieces coming together, right? Your own uh, mobility and um and sort of trying to figure out that. And then these this really magical moment of of figuring out how to sort of ease your horse's discomfort. Um, coming together to sort of bring you on this path.
2: Oh, yeah. And one thing worth mentioning that I'm really proud of is that because I've learned what I've learned from neuromuscular therapy and from all the great teachers along the way, like Ann and others, my experience in my own physical body, for those that are hypermobile or for those that are experiencing more pain than they want, is I have aged in reverse has been my direct experience. I was utterly broken in my 20s and I am now 40, loud and proud, (laughs) And I feel more awesome every year. It's very cool.
1: That's amazing. That's very cool. Um, so why do most people come to you? Sort of what's their, why are they, what are they looking for? Or what are they hoping to fix um, in sort of in booking with you or in, in seeking you out?
2: Great question. I'll tell you the secret, too, of, of what really happens when people come to see me. Um, I was talking to a dear colleague of mine the other day. She's a physical therapist at Valley Medical Group in Greenfield. We were going for a hike. Uh, People come to see me for all reasons. Any area of the body where there's pain, I will be there. Uh, That's often why people come. A lot of people also come because they're doing extraordinarily well and they want to have it stay that way. And they're looking for new, fresh ideas and things that are maybe um, – less commonly known about. A lot of people find me word of mouth, um, and certainly there are other ways, like this wonderful radio show. Uh, And I would say one example of something that someone has come to see me for, and I worked on, and she, oh, this was fun, actually. She came in to see me because she had done some raking of leaves, uh, and she really strained her back. A lot of times what will happen is, if you do an exercise that you haven't done in a while, the muscles might fatigue at a certain point. And then the next line of defense is what are known as the ligaments. And ligaments are deeper structures. They're they're like support walls in a house. And um, if they get injured, people can have some either off and on pain or chronic pain or pain even when they're not moving. If you've ever had difficulty or discomfort just as you're sitting still and you're like, oh, my back. Sometimes it can be ligaments. And so people will come to see me for things like that I'll work on the ligaments, which is known as orthopedic massage, which is an adjunct to neuromuscular therapy. Uh, I'll explain more about that on the next radio show. And that's the carrot for next time. Uh, and um and she and so I work on that. I did some, I found some trigger point points in a muscle called her quadratus lumborum, did a few other things for the hour, and she got up off the table and she was like, the next time she came in for her session, she was like. It was so weird, it was like, you barely touched me and it was like white magic. That was the term she used, I was like, oh, you write me a review, so I'm so gonna have to for it. Um, and, and literally, um, people will come to see me if they do something funky yeah. out of the blue, if, if they slip and fall, any of those kinds of things. I have a lot of success in helping people get better. Um, and my favorite thing to do, especially since um, we were in these very interesting times, which I know we're gonna talk about in a little bit, Uh, I have developed my high-tech savvy, and um, a lot of my clients, some of them I'm seeing all across the country. I've seen people now in California uh, doing virtual visits, if you can believe it, making recommendations for home care practices, but I'm making for anyone who sees me in person or not, or virtually, I make Dropbox videos of myself being goofy and like doing home care practice recommendations and even self-care stuff, and it's amazing how well it works. It took it took these strange times to prove to me that I could do something on film and high tech. So I'll send little minute long or two minute long Dropbox links and things like that to folks. And it's been kind of
1: fun. I love that, too. It reminds me actually of the book, right, that was given to you, which is sort of this idea that like when you have the right tools, you can sort of tend to yourself and take care of some of those. I don't know. It's so empowering. And then even right then you become the expert. You get to tell your neighbor or your friend or whatever else.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because that's, that's giving me another little light bulb about something relevant about my work that's a little different from a classic massage. And I usually give people a heads up about this before they see me. It's so much more collaborative than interactive. Mm. And one woman who had never had neuromuscular therapy said she was like,
1: wow, we were such a team. That's beautiful. Oh. And,
2: and what I loved to say to her and to anyone coming in uh, and this is the secret part of what people what's happening when people come to see me is i'm helping remind people of their own inherent brilliance mm, that's and beautiful. what what that looks like and why that's true is your nervous system my nervous system have been evolving for billions of years and i'm born in this lifetime with this amazing system that has so much wisdom and if i'm interacting with you in your session I'm gathering from your wisdom and my own. And what an opportunity. It's this Doppler effect of awesome.
1: That's gorgeous. uh, I love, you know, as a coach, I love that. And I think you do too. Absolutely. So so Jess, I am curious. So you said, as we were talking in the first segment, that sometimes there's um, the pains you have when you're just sitting, like you're doing nothing and there's a discomfort. And of course that sort of activated my own internal like checks, body scan, and, um and my daughter is almost 10. And I have, uh, she was a big, big baby, pushed, yes. uh, pushed her for a very long time for over three hours. Um, and I oh have this, I have a pain that, um, that comes and goes, but it's in my right hip from pushing. Um, yes. and, and so it's so funny, because it goes, right, you forget that it exists. And then yes. it's been warm out, or I ex doing a little bit more yoga sometimes activates it. Um, And so it's it's here. Uh, um, And so I was just sort of curious, since I have you on the line, sort of what would you what would you recommend? or, Or how do how do we deal with these sort of pains? We almost forget they exist because we've lived with them for so long.
2: This is this is this is my idea of heaven, not that you're in pain, but that you asked me this on a real live issue. And I'm thrilled for all reasons. One, because you offered me maybe pun intended some really fertile information (laughs) and awesome that she's 10 that's so cool um so i hope she's thanked you (laughs) so i would ask you i would field a couple of questions one of the things that i love that what what, about what you said that i think a lot of people would probably benefit from understanding is the pain that kind of comes and goes that you forget about and it's you know it's always there or it's sort of like Sometimes gets short, but then it seems like it's fine. Like that is a classic for stuff where there's a ligament involved. Mm. I'll tell you about, if we have time, I'll tell you about one client who's like the silver bullet client. That's amazing. But maybe you will be today. So what I would ask is it's a right hip pain. Where in your right hip?
1: High, it, low, side? It's side, and then it goes down into my thigh. So, ah, so you feel a radiating sensation. It's a radiating pain. And it and um, front of the
2: thigh, back of the thigh? Mm,
1: Like almost running along the bone. Um, on on the the outer side. On the outer side. side. Outer side, not inner side. Outer outer side.
2: So that all of that, by the way, for anyone listening, that tells me specifically what ligament is involved.
1: Ooh. Tell How's me what's the name of the back? ligament. Are you ready? I'm ready. Would, Would you like, like so to dorking know? out right now?
2: It's, it's, and, and what I'll say is this. This is my this is what I believe to be true. We will know it, it could be other things. However, we will we will know if we do a check-in. And we can have you do your own check-in right now. I'll show you where it is. You know, for those listening, I'll direct you. Um, so it's called your ilial lumbar ligament. It's classic radiating pattern when it is present. And again, we don't officially know. I, I get excited, so I'm saying, oh, I know what it is. It might be this. Let me just like rein myself in.
1: That's okay. <laughs> it might I... be this.
2: There's a high, there's <laughs> a high likelihood. So where it is on the body, if you find your spine very gently, mm-hmm. and it's going to be your lower spine, you're going to feel where your big, wonderful, beautiful, bony sacrum is. Mm-hmm. And I say big relative to the other vertebrae. Mm-hmm. So I'm not referencing anyone's big sacrum. <laughs> <And> <laughs> um, no one has to be self-conscious. So what you're going to do is you're going to go just above where the bony, big, beautiful sacrum mm-hmm. is, and you're going to find where the next spinal vertebrae is. You'll probably press on uh-huh. it. You'll feel just a little tender. Yep. Now you're going to dive just over to the side. Yep. And it's your, you said it was your right hip. Mm-hmm. So you're on your right side of your spine and you're going to press, you're at the spine, you feel where the bone yep. is.
1: And I can actually feel there's like a tension there from that. And I can feel it, right? It's all connected. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you're already aware. So great that you have that level of sensitivity already. And then what you're going to test is you're going to gently, with gentle finger pressure, you found the side of the spine. You're going to gently press towards the outside so you never want to press in towards the midline you want to press from the midline out just okay. gently and check it out see is it tender to the touch at all
1: it's not tender but it, i mean it is a little tender it's that de- what it's interestingly doing is activating so when it's really bad right it tingles all the way down to my toes uh-huh. and so yes. it's activating that which is that the tingling is going it's less painful but more tingly going farther
2: so what I'm hearing you say, tell me if I have it right, is that when you do some gentle application of pressure from mm-hmm. the spine out, mm-hmm. you feel it creating a milder sensation of the tingling down the leg than what you have felt at its worst, but that when you, it's amplifying the sensation of tingling downward.
1: Yeah. it's
2: That yeah. is a shoe-in classic positive test that you have an ilio-lumbar ligament sprain oh, I have a and sprain. that we can help you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
0: I mean, giving birth is pretty like, Active activity. It is active activity. I'm
2: told it's pretty epic. <laughs> I, and I have a soft spot for moms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an auntie. So. I love
1: that it's a sprain. I mean, I have to say too, right? Cause it's one of those, when, it, especially right when you have a slightly dull pain that comes and goes, it's very easy to like not give it a name, right? It's very hard to articulate it. And so I even just appreciate that you called it a sprain because it, it was so validating to have you ah. articulate my... Discomfort.
2: But why I also love thank you for having (laughs) such a shoe in (laughs) (laughs) obviously. Why
0: wouldn't like a sprain heal on its own? Like what would be the yeah I guess like what would be the thing that um I love your facial expressions we just I'm got like, like very active eyebrows in response to that I did, huge I smile. Did. so yeah
2: for the listeners thank you for featuring that for our of listeners course, like they don't yeah. know how excited I am right now <laughs> if you had emojis there would be confetti for that <laughs> um I am so glad you asked that this is so much fun um here's the difference so Ligaments are what are known as avascular in contrast to muscles. So if you were to see them on an anatomy chart, ligaments are white and muscles are red. And that means that there's, it's not that there's no blood supply getting to ligaments. It's that there's less. And what that means is there's less nutrient available, which means it's harder for it or slower for it to heal on its own by design than muscle. Muscle is like, It's good, it's got lots of blood flow all the time, all day, every day, 24 seven. Ligaments are denser material and they need to be to hold bones together to other bones. Um, the, The sort of, not exactly design flaw, but the design limitation is that we wanna make sure that they're healthy and happy from strong muscles because the muscles are the ones that are supposed to take the daily load And it's when the muscles are fatigued or kind of not quite um, as strong as they need to be that the ligaments get overloaded and that's when the trouble starts. But it is, it's their differences that they're avascular in comparison to muscle. Um, And so what it it almost means, you know what it's like? Have you ever been um, out in the country in contrast to in a big city? Yes. Maybe not recently, but you know, like in a big city you sneeze and you hit like, 25 restaurants. Gosh, I shouldn't have said sneeze, um, <laughs> but like, there's like resources everywhere. Yep. So in a big city, you have resources everywhere. Everything is available. It's easy to get to everything. There's a train station. There's everything you need in the country. If you need to get toothpaste, you might have to drive an hour. So that's the difference muscles to ligaments is uh, city living versus country living. I, I love where we live. So, um, so I'm a happy
1: Likament. <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of and sense. And I
2: answer yeah. the question? Because I did get a little long-winded
0: no that that made a lot of sense to me in terms of like the blood flow and the areas that it reminds me of like the old like anecdotes when like you know as a teenager when you like pierce our own ears and things like that and it's like if you get a part of the ear like the upper part that you do yourself and that gets infected it takes forever to heal that because there's no blood flow up there so you know for many many young women we have a little a little nub where we pierce our own ears at the top of the cartilage
1: (laughs) have to investigate your ears
0: (laughs) it might i might have rubbed it out by now but you know 40 years later so how do you
1: I think with the trigger you talked about trigger points in the first segment and so that's easy to imagine with muscles but for ligaments that are these slow healing creepy crawly rural toothpaste situations where
2: how do you work with them oh my god can we can we start a band called rural toothpaste
1: (laughs) definitely okay cool all right please go on no how do you work with oh how is that different I know you said it was sort of an offshoot of Neuromuscular, muscular therapy, but um, yeah, how does that yeah, we, come into it? Yeah, we went off
2: roading with talking about orthopedic massage, didn't we? Yeah. So it's 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 its own entity, and I don't put it on my like business card or handle because I ran out of room. Um, <laughs> and and it's its own it's its own work. I apprenticed directly with the developer of it, Dr. Benjamin, in Cambridge. Uh, I, w- I had an ongoing apprenticeship with him for a while. The difference is the direction of pressure. So neuromuscular therapy, there's a lot of tangential work around this three dimensional trigger point, among other things. It's a very simplified version, ligament work. I'm going perpendicular to the tissues that I'm wanting to address. And the work is lighter with ligament work. It will not feel lighter because it's so specific and can be quite, quite notable. Um, but that's the biggest difference. And we only work on ligaments for a minute or two at a time. And then I'll do a lot of work around the muscles and fascia after that. Fascia is a whole other element. That's another podcast.
1: Okay. So just though for our listeners, what is fascia since you threw the (sighs) word out there?
2: Be still my heart. Fascia is the... is I I I lead I lead a virtual free study group monthly that is my fascia study group. It's the third oh Friday goodness, that's of every amazing. month from two to three. So please if you think that would be fun to learn about Fascia, that I'll tell you what it is. Uh, please please join us. There's a way we'll talk about that. This later. is the
1: best part of the show is when you learn that there's a local fascia study group.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and 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 you know with great with great uh, enthusiasm, there will be a chance to do it in person again. I, before the world shut down, I was leading these study groups for uh, privately for value medical group. So I was helping their physical therapists learn about fascia, which is, um, are you ready for this? Here's what fascia is. Fascia, we learned in the first international fascia research Congress in 2007 from all of the brilliant researchers, home to 10 times as many nerve endings as muscle. So it's a tissue in the body that how to put it, if you've ever seen it, it looks like crazy spiderwebs, not the, not the pretty organized one, but just the ones that look like crazy cobwebs chaos everywhere. And it's the wrapping around everything in the body. I like to reference it. If we imagine the ocean, we have all the creatures in the ocean. Fascia is the water it wraps around everything it goes everywhere it's around each muscle it starts below the skin it's a tissue that's dense and also very thin goes all the way from skin to bones continuously
1: and nobody knows it's there you know what it's actually reminding me of is is high school biology because fascia was the yes. thing you had to get out of everything you dissected it was actually right, right it was the most annoying that's that's now i'm remembering that 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 was like the most annoying part of dissections was you are
2: a treasure trove of the best reference points (laughs) i need to collect all of them i'm so glad this will be recorded because like it's as you just placed it it was the annoying part we didn't even realize what it was right
1: right it was just the thing you had to get out of the way to get to the you know the core of the dissection yeah, yeah, fascia is were. the artist
2: formerly known as the thing we had to get out of the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, That's awesome. And,
2: and what it is, is it's home to all of the pain sensation mm. that people have. And if we work on the muscles, it's good. And if we work on the muscles with the fascia, which neuromuscular therapy does too, and the, there are trigger points in fascia and muscle, then we might be addressing a lot more of the issue. And there are, uh, one of the things I teach, I teach, um, talked about the study group, but I also teach physical therapists. I teach other massage therapists and other professionals. I ran my pilot study group in 2019 twice before the world shut down about how to work with this stuff. Cause it's, even though it was two, uh, 2007, while it was a long time ago, research wise and application of research it's not that long. So we're still trying to figure out how to work with that. And I've gotten some brilliant ideas from a lot of folks that weren't finding help elsewhere that found me. And I would say were my opportunity to learn. Like they were basically like, this is my last ditch effort. I don't want surgery. Can you help me? And I said, well, I'll try. And we got some results doing what I had the advantage of. And I've talked about this with some of the other folks that I know is that because they saw everybody else first, I knew what not to do.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: What didn't work. So it fast-tracked me to try other stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I'm going to rein myself in. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually just discussing that today is Unicorn Day. So if you're listening to this live, you can have a little unicorn celebration.
2: Epic. We were doing some pantomime, holding index fingers at in our foreheads just now, too, for those that are listening and don't have the beautiful
0: video. Yes. And, you know, kind of speaking of um, our relationship with with horses and with unicorns and all things magical. Yes, I I know you do a little bit of work with animals, you kind of got your start, you know, with through the Tellington Tea Touch massage book with your own horse. Um, Mm -hmm. How how to what's the difference between working with humans and working with animals?
2: That's a great question. I will say that um, I can reference a very recent animal experience I had with somebody's service dog. Um, this dog made a beeline for me. And I think this will this will answer your question in, in story form. This dog made a beeline for me. This dog does not like anybody. This dog knew I had a skill. This dog came right up, like belly up. Started like obsessing over, you know, giving me kisses on my face. And the owner was just like, what is going on? This dog (laughs) knew I was there to help.
1: Mm. This
2: is my compulsion. Like I am, I am, I am overwhelmed. I love, this is, this is such a gift to get to do what I love. And this dog knew it without ever having checked out my website, (laughs) asked any of their friends if they, you know, had they had a massage with me? Did they know, you know, none of that, just pure connection is what's easy for animals. And this dog had some QL tightness and I went right to it, easy to find. We didn't have to have a conversation. And then the dog was actually, when I was on the trigger points on the QLs, I was able to find, because the muscle works the same way with animals as it does with people, we're all mammals. And so the dog would actually assist me and help me. So where I would usually have that conversation and have that dialogue with a person, The dog knew, so it's like fast-tracked work. It's like the the four espresso shot version of how we can accomplish things with people working with animals, they're so quick to respond. And the other fun thing, most people don't know about this, when you have a positive experience in a session, sometimes it will generate a a yawn from your nervous system. So I've watched more people try to hold in yawns (laughs) when I'm working with them, animals, they yawn when they need to yawn. (laughs) They take a deep breath when they need to take a deep breath. They don't. And another one that happens a positive feedback sign is um, you'll get stomach gurgles. If something has freed up in your body system, I see a nod happening from Beth, that uh, you'll get stomach gurgles and people will often be like, oh, sorry.
1: I'm a human. <laughs> Jess is just, jumping just, up and down as she says, I'm a human just <laughs> to add that in.
2: I know we need like, we need like a, a descriptor. This is a very an- animated uh, conversation. Um, and so humans have a lot more layers of conditioning to work through. So it's fine. Uh, it often can be faster, the less conditioning or the easier it is to let the conditioning kind of hang out outside the room for a while. Uh, I love that. So that's the biggest difference I've found.
1: I love that. It's almost like the animal instinct part of all this work is just obvious for the animals and they don't have all the stories about what they should be doing or what they, how they should be handling working with you or anything like that.
2: Right. Yeah. And the best part is that, um, you know, I, if I could say one thing uh, there's there'll be two, because there's another one I really want people to be able to use right away after today. Uh, But if there's one other thing,
1: it is awesome and totally okay to be human. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, all of them. Ma- right?
0: We're a unicorn.
1: We're all unicorns. We're a unicorn.
0: Yeah.
2: We're <laughs> and 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 it's also possible to be both and.
1: Mm, that's true. That's very true. Human and unicorn.
2: <laughs> I love that.
1: Um, so, do you still work? Do you work with animals regularly, or as part of your work, or is it is it the random dog that approaches you that's just in luck?
2: These days, it's the random dog. And I, um, while I'm in a place where it's uh, less easy to work with horses, my own instructor, I work on her horses whenever I get to go visit her. She's now in New Hampshire, so it's a little bit fewer and far between the times I can see her. But I work on. I, I'm. It's very fun. Like her horse Glory. When I come up, he's like, "I remember you." He'll like come out of the stall. And he's like, "Okay." We're cute. <laughs> they just tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're just like, they, get it. They know. Get at it, please. That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, so anytime I see anybody's pets, you know, I have, we have the barn cat in the backyard. She's all about it. So uh, I, I'll I'll work on any animal that comes up to me and wants a massage. But yeah, I haven't done much animal massage these days.
0: Yeah, that's how but you know you're living. They, I feel like that's how you really like know that you're living in your like honest vocation. It's like, when it just, when that work flows in whatever direction as it comes and it's like, you know, it's like if you are an accountant and you love talking about accounting, it's just going to like come out in conversation. It's just going to be present wherever you are. Same thing when it's mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously the work that you're doing is like if animals are approaching you, asking for, for a little TLC oh, and to get the love, so then, you know, obviously you're, you're really living your your truth and your passion. So that's, that's really beautiful to hear.
1: Oh, thank you for that, Karen course of course so it feels that way. so I'm sort of curious because you also are an avid beekeeper and bees I don't know if they have muscles but I imagine they they don't and so I'm sort of sort of curious about how you um yeah what sort of drew you to this to this I don't are they I'm realizing how little I know about bees now insect <laughs> what drew you to bees oh, yep.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great question too. Um, the the close notes version, because that could be its own its own radio show too. Is that I became interested when I was visiting my friend's uh, organic retreat center in Vermont, and they had just started keeping bees. I had finished my first seven sequential days of meditating every morning, and if you had met me prior to that seven days, I would have freaked out and run the other way at any stinging insect, and. After that seven days, I was walking around barefoot at the farm, like we always do, and I was harvesting some wild peppermint from the pond, by next to the pond, and I was barefoot and I all of a sudden looked around me and was surrounded by honeybees. And it was this moment. Some of you listening, including the people I'm sharing specifically with, may have had moments like this in your life. The way I'll reference it is, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I feel (laughs) it and I know I see it. There's something important here. I got heard a knowing laugh.
1: Mm.
2: It's like there's this there's this cosmic moment happening. And I don't I don't quite know what it is, but I know I detect it. And fast forward about four years after that, pieces started to show up to where I was like, I think I need to keep these. Like it was very it was this moment that I would reference again and again and again. What was that? It's like seeing a Huge, you know, something across the sky, like it was it was a feeling beyond a thinking that I needed to do something. And then I started to uncover pieces of why are the bees calling to me. So the way I will reference it circling back is that I was um, and this is this is again so many carrots for future conversations. Um I'll joke around and say that I was raised raised by wolves but adopted by bees. (laughs) That's so sweet. it truly felt oh, like a this moment of <laughs> so adoption, sweet. being surrounded by these amazing creatures and feeling this is the part that was so special about it, wasn't mm-hmm. running the other way, felt absolutely free of fear, absolutely peaceful, and absolutely welcome mm. and surrounded. And it was this beautiful experience. I said, I think I need to say thank you for this in a very big way.
1: That's that so magical.
0: That is really magical. Yeah. And by thanking them, it was the, the, like, creating the hives and and caring for the the bees and bringing that into your your life.
2: Yeah, and stewarding them and learning what do they need and what's happening and how can I help? And there's a lot to that. So if anyone ever wants to talk about that, please find me. (laughs) I have lots of ideas and I've talked to lots of brilliant people that are working directly on the solutions to some very big problems.
1: That's very cool, Jess. That's really beautiful.
0: Were you were you beekeeping in Cambridge? Oh, yes. Oh, cool.
1: And my bees are why I'm here.
0: More space.
2: More space and more health. I, it was unquestionable. I, I work with my mentor, Dan Conlan of Warm Colors Apiary. Sometimes maybe you've seen him. His honey is at the co-op. He and his wife, Benita. And uh, he's been my mentor, and he's the reason my bees are so healthy. And I saw the contrast between hives in the eastern part of the state and all of his beautiful healthy hives here and I said "I if I want healthy bees this is where I need to, to be to be able to not only have my own healthy colonies but start to lead by example somewhere where already so much of the culture and infrastructure of what we're doing more than in the eastern part of the state is uh, naturally inclusive meaning inclusive of the other creatures that are here in a very conscious way and it's great in Cambridge don't get me wrong and the bees are vote- the the bees they're voting for Western Mass is what I'll say. So that's a, I said that's I'm obliged as a steward of these creatures. I need to bring them to a place where they're going to be able to
1: thrive. That's and incredible so that you are. moved for your bees. Yeah. yeah. Did you let them
0: know, did you let the bee colony know that you were going to be relocating as somebody who practices animal communication? um, Did you, do you, did you let them know as a colony that you were going to be like relocating and that there was going to be some transitions or did it all just kind of like pick up and happen?
2: That's a great question. Um, And I'll say that they
0: let me know oh, okay they were like um just <laughs> we put the we put like, the mail they're, out they're yeah. like
2: by the way we've already established that we're gonna move and so here's here's the dates they were like we're gonna let you know now, oh my gosh to your question yeah they, they really there was there was this there was a very clear communication that they had a need and um i watched the world unfold in such a way that it allowed for it to happen with a level of ease it felt effortless for me and is there a communication with my bees? I would say regularly. Oh, 100%. And oh, and to your, I'm like, and I'd love to know who this animal communicator friend of yours is, uh, because I think that is the neatest art form.
0: Yeah, it, it is really beautiful. And it's like, you don't, you don't have to be a professional to get a little bit of the basic signals, you know, back and we forth. We
2: all have the ability, right.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's just about like quieting the mind. And then, you know, where, where are you listening Oh yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I and mean, I think it is that awesome. deeper knowing, right? If you can access that deeper knowing in other ways, you can access it in communication. One hundred percent. Yeah.
2: And this is like what we were referring to earlier helping people remember their brilliance. We, it's we all have these abilities, uh, and so I, I love hearing about this from you both. This
1: is very great. Yeah, I feel like our conversation has gone in so many places. Yeah. <laughs> so Jess. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about sort of what your offerings are right now and how people can find you, um, whether it's oh, sure. about bees or um, about massage therapy work.
2: You know, I want to give an offer something that would be immediately helpful to anyone listening. First and foremost, if you take one thing away other than that it's unicorn day, then um, please, please, if you're sitting or if you're standing, this works. Here's what I'd love for you to do. So sit in your chair like you normally would just, you know, however, with your feet parallel, meaning that they're, you know, in a parallel position, gently rotate your body side to side and just feel what that feels like. Now, pause. And then the next thing, slide to the edge of your seat like you're really excited about whatever you see in front of you so that you feel your sitting bones under you. And what you might notice is your spine feels different just from that. For Beth and Caroline, do you notice a difference just sliding to the edge of your seat? I did. Did you?
0: Um, I did a little bit. Um, th- I just was realizing how uncomfortable the chair is that I'm sitting in.
2: Oh, okay, great. So I won't, let, I won't delay. So the next part of this, now that you're on the edge of your seat, and I'm going to ask you this question again, I want to make sure you get to answer. Now you're going to stagger your feet. What I mean by that is you have one foot now. Your feet were in parallel. One foot now will be in front of you slightly, and you're going to bring the other one slightly behind you. Now, that initial rotation, so this is for everyone listening that wants to try this, sitting or standing, rotate side to side again.
1: Oh, I feel my spine so much more.
2: Yeah, and which one feels preferred?
1: Uh, I'm left, I don't know if it matters, I'm left-handed, my left side, I put my left foot forward, my left side feels preferred.
2: And you could switch it, put the other foot forward and see. Oh, yeah. Does that also feel good? Yep. You might have a preferred side and then come back to parallel and rotate side to side again. And would you rather have your feet parallel
1: or staggered to rotate?
0: I think parallel for me. Okay. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I had more fun when I was staggered, but now feeling parallel feels more sturdy, I guess is how i describe it.
0: I'm not sure. I feel like I have a, 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 not a great base. This, the seat that I'm sitting on is very uncomfortable. So maybe, yeah, it could, it could, that might be a factor.
1: Tell us the answer, Jess. Yeah. What's the right answer?
2: I I was giggling (laughs) as you were both talking. I was like, I like this even more. I like this. Like uh, I love, because I love fashion because I love, um, the natural beauty of chaos. Like this is so much more of a conversation and an exploration than even I was hoping for. And what some people will notice is that when I stagger my feet, the the quote answer, as we were saying, tell us the answer. When I stagger my feet, I have much better leverage. And oftentimes it's a way to immediately quiet pain in the body. If I have to sit for long periods of time. It can happen that way. It doesn't always. But if it does, I hope it's helpful. And if you are listening to this, I'll give you um, some information. I can send the Dropbox link about that explains it. The idea is this though, that in staggering my feet when I'm sitting still or when I'm standing for long periods of time, I'm capturing the brilliance of the body mechanics of walking while sitting still.
1: And what that
2: does for me is it's better for my body overall. So this is what I hope would be a takeaway is less pain with sitting and standing for long periods, because there is a lot of that going on these days.
1: I love that. That's so interesting. And it's right. It's like capitalizes on our already on our, the movement we want to be taking without, I always love things where you can do them in every day, right? You don't have to go for a big hike or go for a walk if you can't manage it, but you could move your feet in this way under your desk and feel um, like you were taking care of yourself. Absolutely. I love
2: that reference point too, that it is. It's like, and and I love that it, I love that you got it. I was like, oh, she got it, because it comes from this thing we do every day, some of us that can walk. And I love, yeah, I love getting to share it because it's a start point And it's, this is the kind of stuff we unpack for whoever comes to the study group. We bring and we work on what's there which was, I was like, oh, this feels like the study group. We're talking about the chairs, like when you started to talk about it. And so to find me, uh, to answer that question, my website is www.jesskern.com. So it's my name, jesskern.com. And you can sign up for the free study group, which happens the third Friday of the month from two to three. If you can't make it live, I can send you a recording. And then otherwise, you can also book appointments if you want to do a one-on-one appointment and or I teach groups. So I go to corporate spaces. I go to really any space where there's people that want to learn. I'll be there. Uh, So if you're interested in that, my next upcoming, one of my favorite clients that I'm excited to work with is going to be a dental group. So I'm working to help hygienists and dentists. Manage and eliminate pain in their office spaces. So things. I think like we
1: that- all appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jess, it was such a pleasure to have you on today. We're so grateful. Yeah. Um, for your, this robust and I don't know magical and dorky conversation about all things. I love it. I love it. Likewise, <laughs>
2: this is thrilling, and I'm looking forward to the next adventure with. Both of you. This Absolutely. is just such an honor and such a gift that you have this radio show.
0: Of course, of course. Um, and so if anyone's just tuning in, um, we are wrapping up Energy Matters today um, with uh, Jess Kern. And again, if you want to check out uh, her website, you can always go to JessKern uh, with a K-E-R-N.com. And um, if you want to catch this full interview, you can always go on to ReikiNorthampton.com backslash radio dash archives or download Energy Matters podcast anywhere that you find your favorite podcasts. So um, have a great weekend, everyone, and be well.